Hello. I am Perez Hilton, and you are watching Anti-News. Anti-News. For those of you who are soulless, catty, ginger shills, that is the podcast for you and me. All right. We are back. We are back with the uh, with the anti news, and you will be sorely pleased to see if you're watching right now that I am not alone this week, and Craig has not yet been fired. Craig, how are you? I am fantastic. Now that I got all my shit together. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's been a busy couple of weeks for everyone, but uh, some of us still show up. When things need to be done. Um, <laughs> well, you failed to mention the time that I showed up and waited and waited. And you're like, yep, I'm on my way. And so I waited longer. And you're like, okay, oh, I, I assume and you I waited. Uh, and you're like, oh, by the way. Um, I'm hey, the listeners it. already know about this because they showed up to listen to last week's episode. No, did I didn't you? do that. Exactly. No, because I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> on it. So why would I listen to it? <laughs> I only listen to myself. Um, that was my favorite exactly. episode ever, and uh, everybody has agreed. All the comments on YouTube, everybody's like, "Man, man, do not bring that ass hat back on here." I don't, He's dragging I don't the show you. way, way down. And in while I was waiting on you to uh, be here tonight, I posted a a poll in the forum saying that I was impatiently waiting around for Craig to uh, come record the anti news, and the two options in the poll were. Fire Craig or uh, continue to let Craig keep ruining everything always. <laughs> and you're How's muted. Poll See? Going out? See? I'm not muted. See? I'm not muted. <laughs> Case in point. <laughs> I'm going to start pointing out. I'm going to make a list of every time you screw me over. And it's this, never and happened. I'm gonna, yeah, right. Right, right. <laughs> I just mentioned one time when I waited like four hours for this. Mm. Like, yeah, we'll do Sounds it early made in the up. afternoon. Anyway, welcome to the Anti-News. If you're new here, this is the place where we pull up news headlines and pretend like we know what we're talking about while we make fun of things. And it's a jolly good old time where we just uh, keep you informed on what's supposedly happening in the world and all the things that you really don't care about. But you might care about them if they are presented in a delightfully, twistedly dark fashion that we uh, that is our specialty here. So I want to just say, before we get into anything, um, I mean, typically we, we have witty banter, <laughs> witless banter, here at the top. But this news headline that I just pulled up seems too good to wait on, I want to kick it off with a nice cheery bang and say, Chinese scientist who created CRISPR babies could face the death penalty. Uh, fellow gene- genetics geneticists warn. All right. All right. Off CRISPR to a great start. CRISPR babies. You know about CRISPR what? babies, right? No. What in God's green That's... earth is CRISPR babies? Uh, it's like um, genetically modified humans. Um, basically like... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, um, custom, custom made babies, <laughs> latte babies, made to order babies, I suppose you could say <laughs> Burger King babies. Yeah. So I just want to jump into that because, um, you know, I've been, uh, dealing with a lot of shit this week and nothing cheers me up more than listening or reading about scientists facing the death penalty for making, uh, custom babies. But, uh, a British gen- geneticist is worried that he that he 
Jian Kui, the Chinese scientist responsible for the work on your Chinese name pronunciation. I'm just going to start making up very racist sounding names for these Ching Chinese Chong. people. <laughs> Let me start over. A British geneticist is worried that Ching Chong, the Chinese scientist responsible for the birth of genetically modified human twins, could face the death penalty for corruption and bribery charges. Oh, so it's not before for... Before you go on, before yeah. you go on, yeah. I just wanted to point out something completely unrelated. Well, yes. it's kind of related to your Ching Chong there. My so Ching Chong in my... Every every start of every class that I've taken in college, you always do an intro of yourself. And it's always, what's your name? Where are you from? What are you majoring in? Where do you work? And tell us something unique about yourself. <clears throat> so most of the time I say that um, I co- help co-host a podcast with my brother. And usually, usually people just leave that alone. This time somebody was like, oh, really? I love podcasts. What? Uh, um, what kind of podcast? And I'm just like, no, Mm-mm. nope. <laughs> I'm just like, it's uh, a terrible one, incredibly politically incorrect, and I'm not going to mention it here in this setting. <laughs> and my uh, in instructor just, my instructor just laughed. He's like, yeah, there's a, there's some things you like in your lives you like to keep separate. I'm like, exactly. <laughs> and he's like. Well, I was just like, let's just say, oh, I did say that um, we'd just bash on the news and stuff like that. And he's like, well, I, I don't know what side you swing, but I, I bet you Donald Trump never gets brought up. I was like, nope. Never. Ever. Never gets brought up. No. Um, I was just like, no, I'm not going there. Nope. Thank you for mm-hmm. that great, complete derailing of my story, Craig. I really no appreciate it. <laughs> that can't, that can't, well, I wouldn't remember it again until you brought up another fake Chinese name. Well, because this goes I, out to everybody in Craig Smoltz class. What 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 is that the class? Um, I don't remember. No, uh, um, don't remember this how. one is uh, a professional sales. Mm. <laughs> the worst the worst thing you could possibly think of. Yeah. No, that's not true. My other class, the worst thing you could possibly think of, which I'm going to talk about later. Great. Looking forward to it. Stay tuned. Until then, a British geneticist is worried that he, or no, that Ching Chong, the Chinese scientist responsible for the birth of genetically modified human twins, could face the death penalty for corruption and bribery charges. When Ching Chong went missing back in early December, we suspected, I'm just going to keep reading it as though uh, it, that is his name. Uh, I'm going to laugh over you every time. <laughs> we suspected big trouble ahead for the rogue scientist. But as Sarah Napton reports, a good, a good, nice, wholesome Christian American name, Sarah Napton, uh, in Why the can't Telegraph. Everybody have these names. <laughs> His predicament uh, is even worse than we thought. The embattled scientist is reportedly living under armed guard at a state-owned apartment in Qingchang, China, according to geneticist Robin Lovell, a badge of. Francis Crick Institute in London, who now worries that he could face the death penalty for his uh, indiscretions. Back in November 2018, Lovell Lovell Badge organized the Second International Summit on Human Genome Editing at the University of Hong Kong. I can say that one. That's an okay one. Mostly because it sounds like a joke. Hong Kong and Ching Chong. Uh, upon hearing rumors of, <laughs> of Ching Chung's controversial work, Lovell Badge decided to invite the 34-year-old scientist and biotech 
uh, entrepreneur to the summit in hopes of tempering his enthusiasm, or as he told the Telegraph, to, quote, control his urges. What? (laughs) This is getting way weird. This is going from... His desire to advance science right. to controlling his fetishes. His urges. Yes, during the summit, he admitted to using the CRISPR uh, Cas9 gene editing tool to modify human embryos that are now twin babies. The genetically modified humans, the world's first, are allegedly immune to HIV, uh, owing to the deletion of the blah 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 blah, blah which could make the twin girls more vulnerable to influenza, among other known and unknown health problems. He said he was proud of the work when he spoke at the summit, despite accusations that the research was done prematurely. That is this going to get interesting? Does this sound like it's going to get interesting to you? You're muted, Craig. You're fired. One more time that, tonight. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it's going to go too much further than it already has. So I don't know. Yeah. I, I like the headline more than anything. So we're going to stick with yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. All right. Fine. Keep going. Or not. Nah, let's uh, not. Uh, so welcome to the news. Um, so we're just going to be all over the map tonight. <laughs> so the guy has a fetish with um, manipulating genes and embryos. So... Did he do this in China then? Don't know. Because if not, I mean, it sounds like they invited him to China to curb his urges, and um, they found out that he did this for real in real life. Which is that? Is this legal? Is what? this? I mean, are are people allowed to genetically modify humans at this point? Because I know there was back. 10, 15 years ago, there was laws being passed to, like, outlaw, like, cloning and stuff like that. And this is basically the same thing as cloning, but I don't understand what the difference between cloning and making test tube babies or, um, um, what's it called? Where, where you, you mix it all together in, like, a blender and <laughs> implant it into a woman's Salable uterus. Salable babies. Uh, Indeed, the Chinese government has been cracking down on uh, endemic corruption throughout the country, including in scientific research. In early 2018, the government introduced new reforms, including the introduction of a list of offenders, the members of which could be barred from receiving grants or research positions. And in December, China announced that its controversial social credit system would be used to target rule-breaking scientists. So they're just cracking down on scientists, sounds like. Um, well, if they're going against the wills of the government and doing things that the government says, no, you can't do this to, then I guess they have the right to crack down on it. <laughs> I mean, well, there's probably other work. Con- there's probably other countries that are more okay with it that he could probably travel abroad and fulfill his urges. But um, Conti- I guess then you want to have all the tiny little child hands to uh, <laughs> um, work with the small genes and uh, embryos. That's how it works, I think. I think you're spot think on so. that. Ching Chong, a trained f- physicist, uh, had plenty of his own cash to fund the research, allowing him to hire the required lab technicians and IVF so- doctors to do the work, yes. Quote, <laughs> I suppose this should probably be in... Uh, offensively Chinese accent, but... Or maybe not. No, never mind. Here you have a physicist who owns little biology. 
uh, or who knows little biology, is very rich, uh, has a huge ego, wants to be the first at doing something that will change the world. Uh, Lovell Badge told The Telegraph. So, there's that. I, I just, I guess I don't really understand what he did wrong. I don't know. It sounds like he's just breaking some rules and doing some stuff without uh, proper, uh, you know, proper paperwork. proper paperwork. And he's just some rich guy who wants to play mad scientist for a little while and got in trouble for it. I don't see anything wrong with a rich guy playing mad scientist. I well, mean, somebody's got to do it. That's <laughs> that's right. Who better than Ching Chung, world-renowned, rich, Chinese, almost dead geneticist. Anyway, um, so we, we, didn't, uh, we, we didn't do our typical opener of, Craig, what are you drinking? What are you smoking here on the Anti-News? I am really going to disappoint you. I am only drinking coffee. Right now. Lame, 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 yes. lame, lame. Yes. I As part of my New Year's resolution, I'm not drinking any alcohol for an entire year. And I don't believe you for one second. That's fair. Um, <laughs> no. How long did that last? <laughs> well, I haven't had alcohol since New Year's Eve, actually. Oh. But um, I like had it. not for um, New Year's resolutions, but I have kind of resumed keto for a little bit not because it's like oh it's new year i gotta no it's more because for the last two months i've done nothing but stuff my face with right. holiday food and stuff so it's easy my, to make it a new year's resolution when you don't when you're not having like three gigantic meals every week for the holidays right it was more i need to get my body back in line and not feel like an overstuffed blimp yep for um a couple weeks. I mean, literally, it'll last a couple weeks. It's not going to go anything <laughs> more than um, maybe this weekend because I'm camping out in the freezing cold with my brother-in-law, and I know for a fact I'm going to drink beer there. So yeah. um, it was just mainly New Year's Eve happened, and I ate way too much there. And it's just like, okay, I'm going to cut out some of the sugar and carbs and stuff for a little while. So that all that said, I haven't drank alcohol, even though you can have like whiskey and stuff. I just haven't really had the chance to or desire to in a couple of days. And so still working tonight, off that hangover, I, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't actually I had like I got ate so much and got so full on New Year's Eve that I only drank like two small drinks yeah. and I was really disappointed because I was just sitting there and I was like, I wanna drink, but I'm so full. <laughs> so what did you it do was for New Year's? Kind of disappointing. Um a friend of ours got a hotel in town. So we stayed in a hotel in town. The kids got to swim and stuff. The thing was, his whole family, it was supposed to be like several friends, but most of them bailed. And it ended up being him, his parents, his aunt, his cousin, and her boyfriend, which, oh my goodness, her boyfriend was the biggest like gamer nerd that you'll ever meet. And his two sons were like, if you were to take a... 10-year-old version of him and then a 13-year-old version. It was just like um, images of him in his different parts of his life because they looked exactly <laughs> like him and acted exactly like him. It was just odd. And they they were all like know-it-alls. Um, like we'd be talking about uh, – for example, one of the teenage kid oh, – I think it was right at uh, the ball drop we watched on TV – and somebody was like, it's 2019. I was like, good. I I was like, 2018 freaking sucked. 
I was like, 2018 was the worst. And he was like, no, 2018 wasn't wasn't worse than 2016. I was like, what are you talking about? 2018 was terrible. I was like, what was so bad about 2016? And I thought he was going to say like the election of Trump or something. It's like, well, 2016 was terrible for video gamers. I was like, who Nobody cares. cares? Nobody cares, buddy. Zero people care about what you have to say. <laughs> well, then we were we were playing um, just a card game. It was similar to Cards Against Humanity. I can't think of what it was called. But um, the boyfriend was out playing um, all like games Mario. similar to Cards Against Humanity. Yeah, now? pretty like much every now. single game. Is Every that. single adult game is. But, There's a card, um, finish which the is sentence, actually make it funny. An ad- which is an adult version of Apples to Apples is all that is. Right. So it, it's not even original in itself. Yeah. But um, while we were playing this card game, all the adults were, this guy was out with the children playing um, the Nintendo Switch, playing video games with little kids. And another thing that bothers me about this guy is when you're talking to him, you have to listen for it. So if you're talking, you won't really catch it. But if somebody else is talking, very lightly under his breath, he's going, mm-hmm, 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 Ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> literally like that that much. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> it, 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 I, I don't understand it. it. Right. So that was my New Year's. So Fun times. I just chose to stuff my face with food. So you just got a hotel and ate food? And swam. Oh, cool. And Eight more food. I'm drinking a uh, which I just discovered um, this uh, last week or earlier this. I don't know. I, days have no meaning now since the holidays were in the middle of the week, and right. I didn't go to church yesterday, so days have zero meaning because I didn't, never leave my house. But uh, um, I am drinking this uh, Stone Ruination Double IPA 2.0. It is freaking delicious. The guy, show me the, show me the bottle cover. Got a nice demon on it, so we're shills. Huh. Interesting. Um, yeah, the guy at the local market here in town, which you know as Mercer Market, referred Kayla right. to it, and uh, good choice, good choice, good sir. Anyway, oh, I am, my vape choice for I I got the um, Snow My Gush Blues by uh, our our sponsor, soon to be sponsor, FuggingVapors.com. Yeah. But currently, because I ran out of that and it was the holiday time and it took forever to ship, I went out and purchased. This is by, it's called, the company or the brand is called Rounds. I don't think that's the company name because they have rounds, squares, and triangles. Rounds is their fruit flavor. Squares is their like cookie flavors or Mm. pies and stuff. Then cones or triangles is like their ice cream flavors or cones. I think it's cones actually. And this is... um. I thought it was weird sounding, but it sounded better than the rest of them. It was on sale, but it's blueberry mango, and it's mm. actually freaking delicious. Sounds good, and as uh, exciting as this conversation really, really is, I, I promise. Um, we're going to hit this intro and jump into some more news stories and uh, let you guys know what's up. Um, uh, before I forget, uh, you can call in to the show if you're seeing me point, trying to awkwardly point down at the bottom of the screen where our number is 309-716-3818 zero people have been calling in lately thank you for that i really appreciate it we're not live yes i know but uh you can call in and you don't have to be live but you can call in and let us know what you think about what's going on here you can let us know if there's a news story in the world that we haven't covered that you think that we should then let us know if you think that uh we talk way too long at the beginning about um 
vape vape douchebag flavors and uh, douchey uh, IPA flavors, that's fine too. If you want to call in and let us know how much you hate Craig and want him to be fired, that is more than welcome. But uh, we're going to jump into the intro and kick this thing off. All right, here we go. Maybe. Do it. Now he should be fired. <laughs> My stream deck. And here we go. All I ask is, if we have to give these bastards our lives, we give them hell before we do The tragedy of our day is the climate of fear in which we live. Talking about the Salomon Brothers building collapsing. I'm going to ask the congressman to withdraw that comment and tell us that he really mean that. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Final chance that certain people be put to death. Thieves were possessing weapons of mass destruction. 9 11 attacks were carried out by Al Qaeda. I remember that we are still here! It's a big club, and you ain't in it. Well, well, well. Apparently my stream deck is not being cooperative this evening, so that should be fun. Oh well, we'll make do. Whatever. Um, so, Craig, uh, did you hear about our favorite uh, Democratic um, Supreme Court scarecrow that keeps getting propped up and propped up uh, in order to keep the dream alive for the Democratic Party? Ruth Bader Ginsburg? I haven't heard, heard the latest since the last time we talked about her. Well, I thought she was dead then. Yeah, I'm... I don't wish death on anyone, um, but death is certainly, uh, he's basically a roommate. He's hanging out, he's hanging around lately with this fine woman, and um, she... Uh, I was going to say, he, is Ruth Bader Ginsburg a he, and I didn't know it till now? <laughs> uh, it just turns out that Ruth Bader Ginsburg came out as uh, a transsexual, and he is now a man. And, not really. Hashtag fake news. But, uh, no, she um, apparently missed her... She missed a Supreme Court argument for the first time ever uh, because of her trying to... Uh, she's in the process of recovering from two cancerous growths from her left lung that we reported on recently. Uh, that, oh, I thought you were going to say she had a brain tumor because that seems to be the way people are going these days in um, the high The real question offices. is how long do they let her just, like... Stick this out and hope that she will vote in the way that they want her to. Like, if she right. starts to lose her mind, do we go, like, full-blown uh, uh, Stephen Hawking and just wheel her in and make her type it out on a on a keyboard, or supposedly? Type it out. You, mean, you mean type it out for yes. her, yes. yes. <laughs> the woman is 85 years of age. 85 years young. Yeah. Do you yes. want to still be in the high public eye... Or anybody's eye when you are 85 years old. Mm, 85. 
No, I, I don't want to be alive at that age, let alone uh, having everybody, having little ginger shill douchebags uh, complain about me on the internet because I still am important. Like, I, I can only imagine, what is your life when you're 85 years old and you're barely alive, just trying to hang on so you can cast that vote and then you miss for the first time? What must be going through your feeble mind? Well, she hit... Um... I just read she hit uh, the Supreme Court at the age of 60. It's just like I don't want to be at the highlight of my career at 60 years old. It's right. just like that's when you're like counting down the days to retirement. <laughs> exactly. Like I got five years, seven years left or whatever the age is now. It's probably like 92 now. I don't know. Yeah. But um, that's probably why she's she's like, well, I can't legally retire for another six years. So. I'm just going to hold out for that pension. Yeah. So, yep. um, she's holding on to dear life and God bless her. Uh, so the dream alive. she missed it. She's recovering or she's like currently hospitalized. Uh, she's, I believe it said she's at home and recovering. Um, she's just going to be there to, to vote and make her argument. Um, half asleep. So she get to proxy vote then? Did they get to like go there and have I her? I don't believe so. Write it down. I don't believe so, which should be the case. If you're not well enough to get there, <laughs> then you're probably not well enough to make decisions either. So that's well, that's my real question. At what point do we say your brain isn't f firing on all cylinders and you probably shouldn't be making some of the biggest decisions in our country? Well, freaking John McCain was still writing in proxy votes yeah, that's true. when his brain was lit literally eating itself. For mm -hmm. the last couple of weeks, I think he made his last proxy vote a couple of weeks before he died. Hmm. So, yeah, um, it says she she already has hired clerks for the term that extends into 2020, indicating she has no plans to retire. If she did step okay, down, yes. President Donald Trump would. But we know that um, uh, Trump tweeted he wishes for Ginsburg full and speedy recovery. Sure, he does. But she's um, not going to make it. She's not going to make it to 2020. If she does, I'm going to start questioning a lot of things. It would be impressive. More than impressive. I already do. <laughs> but um, she, uh, I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, all right. Yep. <laughs> so speaking of that, like along the same lines, did you hear, um, I think it was uh, Ted Cruz is proposing a Ted law Cruz! to put ter term limits Sorry. on uh, congressmen. Uh, no. Do tell. Yeah, I'm going to have to search this one out because oh, I didn't actually have a story. bringing up stories that you didn't pull up. <laughs> well, I just, we were talking about her hanging out for dear life. And, um, yeah, this popped up a couple, like, literally the 2nd of January. He's like, you know what we should do? We should do this. Which is actually probably the smartest thing I've heard come out of his mouth, even though it probably wasn't out of his mouth. It says, T Ted Cruz introduced oh, a term of? limit bill. Um, it was probably written by somebody else, and he's uh. just like, yes, I like this. That's my best Ted Cruz impersonation. Um, Ted Cruz proposed the bill. Ted Cruz introduced <laughs> a term limit bill that would end his own career in the Senate. Oh, no. That's, That's bad. Says Republican Senator Ted Cruz introduced a constitutional amendment Friday that would restrict senators to two six-year terms. I wholeheartedly stand by this decision. Personally, I agree. If it's passed, it would limit Cruz's Senate career to its current term. The amendment would also limit 
members of the House of Representatives to two to three two year terms. So that would be if you do the math, that would be six. a total of six years. <laughs> so the House of Representatives gets less time, much less time, because senators get two six year terms. So they get twelve total for you math geniuses out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so gone are the days of junior senators because basically what in your second term you're no longer a junior senator right. at this point because right. you're not like on your 18th term like a lot of them are these days it says it's co-sponsored by republican senators marco rubio mike lee and david purdue maybe i don't like it because some of those names on there <laughs> i just gross. disagree because they said it yes did, did trump Cruz- pass it if so then i hate it right cruz began a second consecutive term in the u.s senate just now after winning re-election in November 2018 over Democratic candidate Beto O'Rourke, mm-hmm. my hero, he's set to end his term in 2025. Yes, that's how six-year terms work. Thank you. <laughs> Currently, terms in both They're really House... looking for more words to fill this story. <laughs> right. They had a word limit they had to meet. That's what I do on my uh, uh, college papers. I just put in filler words. And then Currently... I told them it will be t- it will be six plus six more years, which is twelve more years. <laughs> Currently, terms in both houses of Congress are unlimited, although there are limits to the number of terms members of Congress may have on committees. Okay, that makes sense. Cruz has been a longtime critic of the Constitution, not including term limits. He introduced a similar bill a year ago, according to ABC News. For too long, I don't know if that's how, I can't remember what he sounds like, but it sounds about like him. Members of Congress have abused their power and ignored the will of the American people. Term limits on members of Congress offer a solution to the brokenness we see in D.C. It is long past time for Congress to hold itself accountable. I urge my colleagues to submit this constitutional amendment to the states for speedy ratification. My question is, what's his ulterior motive? Is there like these big wigs coming up that are like opposing him or opposing his party and he think it'd probably be for the good of the party to just like I don't know. I don't take know. one for the team. But I am just always for- I am always for uh term limits and all that fun stuff. I agree. My only issue with the idea of term limits is that well, I, I suppose it doesn't really matter, but I, I feel like mm, no, my my argument is invalid. I, I just solved my problem in my head so carry on okay you want (laughs) to do that like out loud so we can hear it no okay the best part about audio podcasts is internal monologues that i have with myself (laughs) nope uh yeah uh nope i figured out yes you should go back and listen to last week's episode i'm sure there was a lot of them (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that just when you're talking about ruth bader ginsburg and how long she's hanging on for dear life to her career Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is this can only I can't say only this can most likely only be a good thing for everyone because this will get some of these old hags out of freaking Congress. And Supposedly, get some, we'll just swap them out with new hags. <laughs> well, that or we'll swap them out with a bunch of Ocasio Cortezes right. of the world. And um, did you see that Babylon B article I just posted earlier? No. Uh, it was one of my favorites, which Babylon B is, um, crushing it lately. I love that they're not, um, they're not shying away from taking a side in politics because it's freaking hilarious. Oh, of course. But, uh, the headline is, it has a picture of Ocasio-Cortez and it says, quote, 
It is more important to be morally right than factually correct, says woman who is neither. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yep. So I do have an article on her. We might as well just jump into that. Go um, for it. This is on Fox News, so obviously it's very one-sided. However, first of all, I want to point out, have you noticed Have you noticed a change at all in Ocasio-Cortez's appearance since she was elected? Yeah, I have noticed that she's trying to look like a young Ruth Bader Ginsburg. <laughs> right. <laughs> she like pulls has her hair not, back and wears glasses. Has she not gone from like a 20-something-year-old looking to mm-hmm. like a 60-some-year-old looking with her giant glasses yeah. and her thin pulled back? It's like she bun. was she was going for, I'm the young hip kid, get me in here. And then she gets in there and she's like, I am distinguished in smart things. Here's my take on it. It's like, we need to get rid of all these old hags and get some young hip new ideas in here. And then she gets in and she's like, I'm one of the old hags now. <laughs> right. Like, Aren't you going against everything Everything right. that you your platform was against? You're just becoming one of them. Anyway, so this story is apparently... There's a video out from um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's um, college days where she – it's just a YouTube video of her dancing to a scene from The Breakfast Club, I guess. And, I mean it's, there's nothing wrong with it, nothing bad about it. She was in college. She's just dancing to a song. Mm-hmm. So this and video Fox is has outraged. been <laughs> – No, not at all actually. Really? Okay. This video has come out on a couple different times but – um. Apparently, it resurfaced recently, and um, liberal media is claiming that conservatives are outraged about about it, but it's not true, 100% inaccurate. Mm. Fox News says, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez dance video spurs false media claims of conservative outrage. Is there says, any, like, sources showing people outraged, like... Well, that's any, the thing. There, any the, news it, articles saying we are outraged by this or anything? No, well, it's a, it was a Twitter video... Here, I'll just read it because it, it touches on some of that, and it's kind of interesting. It says, an old video of now representative – that long name I'm not going to read again. Nina Pinto Santa Maria. Playfully re- recreating a dance scene from The Breakfast Club was resurfaced anonymously on Twitter last week, resulting in a slew of misleading stories claiming conservatives were outraged over it despite virtual, virtually no supporting evidence. In 2010, footage of Ocasio-Cortez dancing – comes from her days at Boston University. It went viral for sure, but the New York Times, is it for sure though? <laughs> I mean, did they have to add that the in there? Totes went viral, went viral for sure. bro. But the New York Times, GQ, Newsweek, and Ocasio-Cortez, among others, were quickly were quick to falsely claim that conservatives were somehow upset by the harmless video. It caused so, this is a quote by, I don't know, it doesn't say. It's just a quote. Oh, Media <laughs> Research Center's Clay Waters wrote, it caused People are saying. Social... <laughs> Clay Waters wrote, it caused a social media stir with the mainstream media and liberals lining up to cheer it and condemn conservatives for being offended by it. The only problem, conservatives were not actually offended by it, he wrote. Mm-hmm. The Times published a story headlined, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez dancing video was meant as a smear, but it backfired. It doesn't feature a single example of anyone being offended with the exception of an anonymous Twitter account that first drew attention to the video, saying it showed America's favorite commie know-it-all acting like the clueless nitwit that she is. So somebody anonymous, anonymously posted this and posted this like bashing comment, and then apparently nobody else made any critical mm-hmm. comments Sounds on about it. Right. Yeah. Says, however, Your typical, times mandated- typical outrage. 
Times managed to find examples of Ocasio-Cortez supporters condemning conservatives for being critical of the video. So there's plenty of people being critical of people being critical, <laughs> uh, but there's nobody point. actually being critical. <laughs> Waters called it the latest. So there's outrage about fake outrage. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's fake. Yes, sure. <laughs> what you said. <laughs> Waters called it the latest knee-jerk liberal mockery of conservatives who stand accused on absolutely no evidence of being offended by something. <laughs> says, if you want to look up the very definition of fake news, look no further than the faux controversy over AOC. We're going to start calling our AOC dancing video. Literally every single conservative I saw comment on the video said it actually made her more likable, and yet our shameless mainstream media spends days pushing the narrative that conservatives attacked her says, uh, must be nice being a liberal, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. um, perhaps the most overblown example was published by Newsweek, which wrote, conservatives mock Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez for college dancing video. Everyone else thinks it's adorable. While not citing any conservatives... <laughs> while not citing any conservatives beyond the original anonymous Twitter account, media watchdogs pounced on Newsweek for the misleading headline. Lovely. Like, big. If we can't fat, have outrage, we'll make up <laughs> yes. outrage. If people aren't pissed off at something, we're going to make up that people are pissed off right. at something. And that's what we've been saying all along. And we're probably guilty of it too because we're we just read uh, what other people are saying. But uh, the whole fake outrage culture is just freaking retarded, and um, it just keeps going in the spiral of people are outraged. No, they're not. And I'm outraged that you would say that. No, you're not. I'm outraged that you would think that they didn't. It's just like on and on. Who cares? Nobody's, Who cares at all? Is anybody actually really outraged? No, nobody is outraged about anything outraged right anymore. now. Everybody is perfectly calm and fine. And we just need news stories about something. So we'll say, hey, there was a video of a person dancing and people are outraged or something. I don't know. It's been a slow week. <laughs> Apparently. It just drives me nuts because there are lots of people out there that's just like, man, we're outraged that they were outraged. And then there are people that glom onto them. And they're like, yeah, I can't believe they said that. Mm -hmm. There's no evidence to back it up on either side, usually. Yes. And I refuse to give this outrage any more notice or any more but it credibility. Me off. Yes, it outrages me. Um, so moving along, and I hate that. We've done mostly political crap this week uh, so far, and that's a lot of what I have because it was a pretty slow news week for the most part. But uh, according to uh, – oh. what? Okay, go on. I got some not political okay, stuff cool. that well, you might find interesting, we'll, but we'll get there. We'll divert away from this uh, nonsense after this one, which won't take too long. But uh, according to CNN.com, so you know it's super legit, Pence says White House is looking – into Trump's ability to declare border an emergency. Um, Vice President Mike Pence said Monday that the White House Council, that's today, by the way, probably two days ago when you're listening to this, but uh, said Monday that the White House Council is looking at the president's ability to declare a national emergency to fund border security, something President Donald Trump has reportedly said he is considering as partial government shutdown negotiations have reached their third week at a uh, virtual stalemate. 
asked to explain how thoroughly the White House uh, Counsel's Office has reviewed the possibility of an emergency declaration. Pence said it is something they have examined, but the administration would prefer to solve the problem of border security funding through Congress. Quote, what I am aware... What I... I can't do a Mike Pence. What I am aware of is their large... Probably because I've rarely ever heard the man speak. Um, I don't even... I couldn't even, like... If I heard him on the radio, I would have no idea that it was Mike Pence. <laughs> you know, well, he has a very um, forgettable voice, just like his face and everything about him. But um, uh, what does he look like? <laughs> just imagine a tall glass of milk. Um, what I'm aware of is they're looking at it, and the president is considering it. Pence told, "Wow, that is quite a statement." That I'm glad we got that quote. What I'm aware of is they're looking at it, and the president is considering it. Pence told reporters during an hour-long briefing alongside Homeland Security Secretary Kirst Jen Nielsen and Office of Management and Budget Act, uh, Acting Director Russell Vout, Vout, whatever. Quote, there's no reason in the world why the Congress shouldn't be able to roll its sleeves up and work together to find a principled compromise to address what is a real crisis at our southern border. Pence added, the trio re repeatedly used the word crisis uh, to describe the state of the U.S.-Mexico border as they made the administration's case for $5.7 billion in border security funding. Democrats have refused to support the spending, and Trump has refused to sign legislation reopening the government without it. Quote, all I know is it's something they've, uh, the United States Council's Office, looked at. They've examined, Pence said, there's no reason in the world why we shouldn't be able to solve this through the regular legislative process. I feel like we're re <laughs> reusing these quotes now. Isn't that the same thing I just quoted a second ago? Um, um, maybe he repeated himself. <laughs> uh, to reiterate, I would like to repeat what I just said. Uh, Trump declared Monday morning that there was no, quote, no doubt he had the authority to declare an emergency, but let's get our That's deal. The only quote was the no doubt part. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> let, let's get our deal done in Congress. Um, blah, 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 blah. I haven't done it. Uh, <laughs> I haven't done it. I may do it, Trump said. We, we can call a national emergency and build it very quickly. So, yeah, Trump's just swinging his big old wall dick around. And mushroom head. Yeah, and it's all just. Did there's, you hear how... there's a part of me that wants to think that he actually cares about the security. There's another part of me that thinks that this is just like his desperate grasp at, hey, we got to build this thing so that I can get reelected in 2020 because that's one of the main things that I ran on and they're going to use it against me if we don't get on this now. It's going to take at least two years for us to get cracking. So, pretty much, get it going. Um, well, it's kind of like Obama during his presidency. He made all these promises during his campaign, and none of them came yeah. to fruition really until his second term, right. like the health care bill and stuff like that. However, he had the advantage of supposedly taking out Osama bin Laden, so that was his big claim to fame months before yeah. the re-election campaign. So he's just like, well, none of this is happening, so let's just kill an imaginary boogeyman. Right. Or really killed this guy. I don't know. I'm, whatever your stance is on it. But um, did you hear – I think it was right around New Year's. Uh, Trump made the claim that um, he's going to keep the government shut down as long as possible. It could be months. It could be years. 
<laughs> like, how's that going to work out? How's that going to work out for you or anybody? Yeah. All right. I mean, if I mean, we go can for make it, it years without it. the government running, are we going like, to come to the realization, do we even need a federal right. government? It's like that episode I'm, of The Office where uh, they are without a boss for like uh, a week and then they're like, everything's running smoothly. And we realized we don't need a boss, actually. Yeah. So <clears throat> on that note. One more political thing. I um, also have because you're going to find thing. this incredibly humorous. <laughs> um, so I think we talked about, or we may or may not have talked about, General Mattis stepping down as mm-hmm. uh, the SecDef. We did Secretary of Defense um, right after uh, Trump decided to pull out of Syria. Uh huh. Did we talk about that? We did. I think we did. So um, they announced his uh, um, incumbent uh, Secretary of Defense, his uh, successor. And um, I'm going to show you a picture of this, even though most people won't be able to see it, but you will be able to see it. I'll be able to see it, and you might freeze up everything and ruin everything. Nope. You have to see this. Tell me, first person that comes to mind when you see this person, because you're going to like it. Waiting. Can you see me? Oh, Lord. That's Toby from The Office. (laughs) (laughs) So this posts. and apparently you can ago, screen share because it just worked properly in our feed. So This posted cool. a couple days ago, and the comments were flooded with, that's the Scranton Strangler, or <laughs> how did they get Toby Flanagan from the office? On Toby Flanderson? Flanderson, like, whatever his name is, I don't know. <laughs> um, you were talking about the office, and that instantly reminded me of this. And nice. I'm so glad that you had the first impression that everybody else had. <laughs> yeah, and that's my first time seeing him too. They're like, "How do you go from General Mattis to Toby Flanders <laughs> right. or whatever his name is?" Um, it was just all the. I'd have to re- find the the Twitter post, and I'll end up posting it to our forum or something, so you can see all the different comments. It's so freaking hilarious. Yeah. But um, yeah, that is who we have as our new. Com- incoming secretary. I, I like it. That's who we need. We need a Toby Flinderson type for our secretary of defense. It seems like a great idea. Uh, speaking of Syria, uh, I'm going to breeze through this one, but this is from Slate.com, so you know it's legit. Are we actually getting out of Syria? The president keeps contradicting his advisors and himself. Halfway into... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surprise, surprise. Halfway into Donald Trump's term as president, it is uh, less clear than ever who speaks for American foreign policy or even the most basic level of what the policy is. Uh, the the latest mishmash over Syria is but the most uh, colorful case in point. Over the weekend, National Security Advisor John Bolton assured Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu that U.S. troops will remain in Syria until ISIS is vanquished. Turkey guarantees it won't attack the Syrian Kurds, and Iran removes its uh, own military forces from the country. And in other words, according to Bolton, we're going to stay in Syria for quite a while. This, of course, completely contradicts Trump's tweet from just over two weeks ago, boasting, we have defeated ISIS in Syria, and pegging that mission as my only reason for being there during the Trump presidency. The implication, uh, which he soon made explicit, uh, was that he would bring home the 2,000 U.S. troops in Syria as soon as possible, and uh, a declaration that triggered uh, resignation resignations in protest by Secretary of Defense James Mattis and anti-ISIS en- envoy uh, Brett McGurk. Trump also said 
just last week that the Iranians in Syria can frankly do whatever they want there. So, who knows? So, Trump says we defeated ISIS, we're pulling out of Syria, uh -huh. and then this other guy that you brought up, I can't even remember who at this point, says, well, we're not leaving Syria because we're not going to pull out until we defeat ISIS. Uh-huh. Um, what? Yep. So... So, is ISIS defeated? Is they, Are they not defeated? Are the troops coming home? <laughs> are they staying? Well, saying ISIS is defeated is uh, was kind of a stupid thing to say. Anyway, I mean... Uh, what does that even mean? I mean, sure, maybe they are at bay, uh, and they're... Well, uh, it's not like... I mean, ISIS is it, an idea. It's not really just a group of people. So there will be George more Bush people. Say, didn't George Bush preemptively say we beat the Taliban, yeah. Yeah. like, weeks after we went there, and then... And we're still there. When? What time did we... Get, <laughs> when did we... What year did we get out of Afghanistan? Right. Exactly. Uh, and then I think... Probably 2057. <laughs> I think Obama said... That we defeated the Taliban at some point, too. Yeah, mission and, accomplished. And we pulled out of there. When did we pull out of there? Uh, 2057. Wait. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I don't think we're probably going anywhere anytime soon in any of those countries. I have hopes. But I don't mean you not countries like breath. you people, but I do. those countries. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't have any hopes of us ever. Or I do have hopes. I don't have any <laughs> thought that we'll ever get out of there. No, yeah. I don't. I don't hope for a second that we ever pull <laughs> troops out of those countries until they are the United States of America. I mean, there are definitely some people that wouldn't take that as a joke, um, and some people that would agree with you wholeheartedly. But right. um, let's get away from politics as far as we possibly can. Actually, before we do that, let's go ahead and uh, say the thank you to our our wonderful sponsors, the members of the Downers Club. And we'll uh, wrap up with some more fun, lighthearted conversations, I'm sure, about more interesting things than politics in the world. But cool. the names on this list, if you are watching on YouTube, are the lovely people who give their hard-earned and much-appreciated dollars to the show to be a part of something greater than themselves and help keep the show getting bigger and better, more beautiful. And, you know, maybe if they keep it up and keep proving their loyalty... They will convince me to hashtag fire Craig. Um, let's all let's all hold our breath. the The likelihood of Craig getting fired is about as likely as us getting out of Syria. So when we pull out of Syria for real, Craig will be fired. Uh, that will be your last episode. The likelihood of me getting fired is about as likely as you getting a stable internet connection. Hey, my internet has been going wonderfully. It was just cutting out as you were saying that. Actually, I think that was yours. I checked mine before we got on here, and Ooh. it was going swimming. Nope. All right, cool. Well, thank you, Cable Guy. But um, this is all the members of the Downers Club. Thank you guys for supporting, and stick around for some more fun stuff afterwards. Let's see if this uh, intermission actually plays. <laughs> That's the wrong button. Let's see. Okay, here we go. Hey, this is Gret Glyer from Donercy, and you are watching Anti-News Live. Hi, this is Ole Lamgood from Light and Conspiracies, and you are watching Anti-News Live. Hey, this is Brian McWilliams from Electric Liberty Land on the Lines of Liberty. You're watching Anti-News Live along with my lazy dog, Hank, here, who diarrheaed all over that couch. That's why that blanket's there. Enjoy!
And now it's time for that part of the show where we give a big thank you and a shout out to all the beautiful men and women who support this show with their hard-earned and much appreciated dollars. We could not do this without you. If you would like to increase the value of your life and get your name on this list, just go to patreon.com forward slash the system is down and join the Downers Club. I'm done, I'm pissed, and I'm not putting up with it anymore. You Satanists want to sacrifice the West. You want to kill the beautiful goddess that is the West. You people are enemies, and we're going to get your asses, and we know what you're up to, and we're coming for you. So I'm, I've had enough of these people. Okay, so I've been containing this for last week. That's why I've been in here sweating, getting pissed, because I, I can't handle it anymore. Hey, this is Toby from Bad Christian, and you're watching Anti-News. Hey, this is Toby from Bad... Hey, this is Toby from Bad Christian, and you're watching Anti-News. Hello, everyone. I'm Lucas from the 29 Toes Podcast, and you're watching the Anti-News Live. Fun fact, do you know anything that you drink out of this mug tastes 50% better? You should give it a try. Enjoy the show. Alright, alright, alright. Again, to everyone, thank you for your support, your listenership, and your undying love for this wonderful, um, beautifully crafted program that we have put together here for you. Uh, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I clearly do, and you can tell by the enthusiasm in my voice. But let's wrap this up with a few not political and definitely politically incorrect news stories. Craig, what do you have? Well, this one, I mean, do you remember there there used to be this family that constantly liked to be in the spotlight all the time? The Kardashians. To the point... To the point where the stepdad decided to cut his own chunk off and get <laughs> breast implants. As stepdads do. Yes. Um, I mean, what what wouldn't you do for your stepchildren or to um, overshadow your stepchildren? And this is something that I agree with Joe Rogan on. I, I think that what really happened there is he was living with the Kardashians and they were like. They full heart, wholeheartedly agree <laughs> with whatever you're about to say. They were just like hovering over him like, become one of us. Like whispering in his ear at night and eventually he just went insane and. Went for it. Yes. So, um, Kendall Jenner, one of the Kardashians, some her last name Jenner, but she is a Kardashian, no less. Um, she just made an announcement, a big reveal. She's on, a man? <laughs> on Twitter. So, this is interesting to me because... Please tell me she's a man. There's a lot of <laughs> outrage over her big reveal. Please tell me she's um, a man. All right. So, I'm not even going to read the headline. Uh, the headline is there's out- <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, Twitter is livid, livid over her big reveal. Uh, it says um, over the weekend, Kris Jenner shared her, which is the mom, uh, shared oh, a cryptic, <laughs> cryptic she video. Changed of, her name to Chris. Kris <laughs> Jenner shared a cryptic video of her daughter Kendall Jenner on Instagram, stating that the 22-year-old model would be sharing her most raw story on Twitter on Sunday evening, and that we should be, be prepared to be moved. I'm prepared. She says, I'm so proud of my darling Kendall for being so brave and vulnerable. Seeing 
You share your most raw story in order to make a positive impact for so many people and help foster a positive dialogue is a testament to the incredible woman you've become. Make sure to watch Kendall Kendall's Twitter on Sunday night to find out what I'm talking about and be prepared to be moved. It sounds big, does it not? It sounds big. I'm uh, I'm at a loss for words here, just mentally pre- mentally preparing myself for this. I know. So in the video, Kendall states, when I was 14, I couldn't reach as many people as I can now. Now that I'm 22, I have this whole thing behind me. This whole thing behind me, I can speak to so many people and just be like, (laughs) I can help you. And it's okay. I experienced it. I'm very normal and like I understand you, like I can connect with you. (laughs) I'm going to try and help. I love when ditzy people uh, get get their words written down in text. (laughs) Right. Theories had circulated online immediately after Chris's announcement. Some fans speculated that Kendall would be opening up about her sexuality or her anxiety. Um, So people said bulimia, anorexia, molested, or any illness she has (laughs) or is in the process of overcoming. I don't think it has to do with her sexuality at all, somebody had said. But before the 2019 Global Golden Globes, I almost said Globin Globes, Golden Golden Globes. Golden the Girls? world finally found out Kendall's most, quote-unquote, most raw story, and it was not at Jew. all what anyone expected. Kendall is the new face of Proactive, a brand of skincare products. <laughs> In the ad, Kendall recalls attending the 2018 oh. Global Golden Globes and getting trolled for her chin acne. Who cares? <laughs> This is the world that the the made up reality that they live in that uh, that she oh has endured God. this real situation. Wasn't like Adam this Levine most... on proactive commercials a while back? Probably, but he probably didn't build it up like right. I'm. This is me. I, I'm going to come is... out as what I really am, and I can speak to so many people the about new civil this. rights movement. Like I shame. Like I can understand you. Like I can connect with you, and I'm going to try to help. It's. All I'm speaking out deal. against all these acnophobes and uh, acnophobia. <laughs> so she says, went through the night, felt great. Then I remember going online and seeing all the horrible things people were saying about me and my skin. Who if cares? you have acne, there's a feeling that you'll never get out of it. But there definitely is an ending and Good there definitely God. is a solution for you. Oh, my God. For me, She's making for me, it sound I... like it's freaking like crippling depression. She's talking right. about zits. Exactly. Well, that's what they were speculating. Like she has anxiety or some like uh, right. mental disorder, or she's such she's a brave gay woman or something. For me, I can honestly say that the magic was proactive. It's a huge deal that I'm partnering with proactive. Yeah, it's a huge deal because that massive paycheck you just got for playing this out to be some gigantic struggle that you're dealing with. She goes on to say, "It's literally life changing. That's why I'm here. I'm here to help change lives." Good is Lord. that what your life has come to? Good Lord. Like, you, you have nothing and going for you. I thought your dad was dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so um, fans didn't seem to agree as they shared on Twitter. No. That, so these are some of <laughs> the totally comments. It's totally a marketing says, campaign, making it seem like that, this big played out deal. Right. So these are some of the, the quotes of fans or non-fans. So somebody says, that's your huge secret, having acne? 
Somebody says, can we all take a moment to thank God? Kendall Jenner found the strength to admit she has acne. How how much must one family bear? Uh, and then somebody oh says, gosh. Kendall Jenner's big announcement is that she had pimples, but doesn't anyone doesn't anymore because she uses proactive. So Kendall Jenner's announcement was a commercial for acne treatment. Uh-huh. I have to scream, all in caps. So she literally was <laughs> screaming. Uh-huh. Um Yeah, somebody says, uh, Kendall Jenner's wait, Kendall Jenner's big announcement is that she's collaborating with Proactive L M F A O O O O O O O O O O O Laughing my fucking ass. Oof. Frank Acosta. Um yeah, so that is it. I mean great job on your marketing campaign great job getting people to watch your stupid bullshit <laughs> because i'm sure millions tuned in to see what was going on with kendall uh-huh. kendall jenner because they hadn't heard from the kardashians in a while they're like oh my gosh something's going on with the kardashians we should tune in and find out well and did you hear about kim it. kardashian good she did the same play no, but she she said you know i'm co- i'm gonna come out and reveal some big news and it's very brave and it's gonna be hard for me she came out and said uh my gigantic ass has hemorrhoids and it's a real problem that people deal with in the world and uh we need to bring more hemorrhoid awareness to the nation so people are more accepting of uh hemorrhoidal sexuals i mean hemorrhoidal sexuals i mean i th- i feel like that deserves at least a chuckle come on <laughs> thank you gross um <laughs> From the perspective of the marketing people there, um, good job if your sole job was clickbait to get people to come view this article. If it was to get people Mm. to buy the product, you might have backfired there, but maybe not. Maybe people love her so much that they're like, oh, if it works for Kendall, it's going to work for me. I'm sure there's a gigantic amount of – teenage girls out there who are eating the shit up and they're like i understand you i'm going through this hardship no it's not i understand you it's kendall understands me right that's more like what it is she's a real human right oh god so gross i like why are they still even a a thing why do they even still exist why can't they just disappear the way they appeared (laughs) out of nowhere yeah i have no problem with them staying just don't be retarded while you're there um just stop applauding celebrities for uh, for celebrity status. You are literally applauding a woman for having zits and being brave enough to admit that she has zits. Like, we well, didn't they, know. Like, anybody they cares. They became celebrities because of celebrity status. They, right. Nothing besides Kim Kardashian's sex tape, really and nothing. And O.J. Simpson being part of the family. Well, yeah, but nobody, <laughs> nobody who follows... Uh, Caitlyn Jenner, Kent, Kendall Jenner, or Kim Kardashian, none of them are probably old enough to really remember anything about the O.J. Simpson yeah. trial, minus their parents saying, oh my gosh, O.J. Simpson killed somebody, because that's all I really remember about it, Right. and that he got off, and I remember something about a glove, until I looked into it in my older ages, right. but um, yeah, so none of them really are like, oh my gosh, that's the guy. Their their dad was O.J. Simpson's lawyer. No, none of them. They're, they're just literally celebrities for because of celebrity right. status. They just the first um, the first uh, like reality family that came into existence, and that's how they got huge. They mm-hmm. were just a bunch of rich people that were like, you know what? Our lives are so dumb and pointless. We should put this on camera. <laughs> people will watch this for sixteen seasons. 
<sighs> I love Kanye West, though. Anyway, uh, actually, speaking of Kanye West, Kanye West came out and uh, said that he's supporting Trump again. Did you hear about that? Why? 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 Like, I... what changed this time? Uh, I don't know. Um, let me look it up real quick. If you got another story before that, we can do yours, and then we'll talk about Kanye for a second, and then we'll get out of here. You're muted. You are muted, and I you are un fired. I unmuted myself, and then when I went to talk, I muted myself, because it's the same button. So um, so I thought I unmuted myself when, in reality, I was already unmuted. So... Um, Apparently, this isn't as lighthearted and happy, but it's not political, so uh, we'll go with it. Um, apparently, SpaceX is uh, working on a, a demo flight in a month, and Elon Musk is saying that it will be especially dangerous. Does that sound problematic? I mean, it's 2019. Can we say that word without um, outrage being connected or are we still not um i was totally listening but what what'd you just say because i was looking up kanye west <laughs> so spacex is about to demo a flight in a month and elon musk who is he still currently head of spacex or did he step down from that too i'm not sure i think he's in rehab uh, for his one puff of weed right so elon musk is claiming that the month the soon to come month away SpaceX demo flight is going to is possibly especially dangerous. Well duh. <laughs> well, most blasting rockets, <laughs> explosive rockets into space is dangerous, but for some reason he is commenting that this is going to be more dangerous. Why? Um, I don't know exactly. Tell SpaceX me. is about a month away from launching his first commission commercial crew mission. Hmm. So there's flight. going to be people aboard, right? Um, and it's going to be especially dangerous. Uh, the company's founder, Elon Musk, tweeted this weekend. Is it like this a will moon be a launch, or is it just like a go probably, circle probably the just, Earth launch? Probably just to get them out. It's a demo launch, so ah. it's probably just to get them out there. This This will be a demonstration flight without humans on board. Come on, stop! <laughs> it's first not, commercial flight without not, humans. No, <laughs> it's not a commercial crew mission right. if there's no crew aboard. So, officially, NASA has been holding to a January 17th launch date, but that has become untenable due to ongoing work to resolve technical issues, two sources say, as well as partial government shutdown. More than 90% of the space agency's employees are, employees are presently furloughed during the shutdown. So, the space agency... NASA's employees are furloughed or, NAS, or SpaceX's? I don't know. Because SpaceX is not a government entity. Well, supposedly. they're getting government funding supposedly. and everything, which means sure. that we can't trust them either. But it's continue. affecting <laughs> the agency's ability to find final approvals of the launch. So I guess it's their um, launch pad and all that stuff. So and they can't approve it because they don't have anybody there to say, yes, go for it. Some key government officials are continuing to work on the program without pay. Um, it's a critical flight. They have not mentioned once where he says it's dangerous yet. Okay, here we go. Um, says, success with this uncrewed demonstration flight would put SpaceX on track toward becoming the first private company to launch humans into space. For NASA, it would return the capability to put its own astronauts into orbit, as well as weapons, and aboard the International Space Station. 
It is also a risky mission as the rocket and spacecraft have never flown together before in this configuration. Yes, that would have never been tested. So, yes, it could be. It's going to blow up. <laughs> Musk himself made this clear in response to a question about the countdown for his fl- or for this flight, replying, yes, will be yes, will be extremely intense. Early flights are especially dangerous as there's a lot of new hardware. This is a big nothing burger. Why is it? dangerous if nobody's gonna be on board um because the rocket could crash down on people maybe okay it says risk is inherent (laughs) one former space shuttle programmer manage manager one space shuttle program manager that's a long title who led the program after the space shuttle columbia disaster told arse in an email is that really (laughs) is that really the uh, um best the news source yeah best name you could come up with that Musk is just stating the obvious. First flights of new space vehicles carry inherent risk. Test is better, but has limitations too. It is never possible to test entire integrated system in complete flight. This is, this is. I mean, the first paragraph sounded like there was going to, yeah. there was something, Sound something like that was going to go say. wrong. Possibly. I thought so too, but it's just like, well, it's the first time we're doing it. Obviously, so there's could a be risk. Risky. Mm-hmm. There's yep. a there's a giant article that says. Yeah, the first time we do things, there's a, uh, there's always the uh, risk of uh, things going wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. things could possibly be wrong. Imagine the newspapers uh, back when they built the first Model T Ford, and they're like, they wrote out this giant long article and had to print it in paper, and it was like just a thousand word essay on, well. This might not work. It might be dangerous. Uh, there are things that could go wrong with this thing that we don't know. Like, who cares? Who cares? So <clears throat> here's the quote that sums up the whole article. And this says loads more than the rest of the article says. So Hale, the guy that was I was just talking about, says, I think it is impossible to fly a new vehicle without learning something significant that you did not ex- expect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Second and? flights. <laughs> second flights are only slightly less risky. Uh, okay. Yep. It's deep. <laughs> Third flights Just like, are only slightly, slightly less this risky. Was, yeah, this is like the last like closing line. It's like I think it's impossible yeah. to fly something new without something possibly happening that we didn't expect, and the second time could also be maybe a little less risky. I think it's impossible to do something that we've never done before without learning that we can do something that we haven't done or that we can't do that without um, further testing um, scientists. Oh, but <sighs> the bigger risk, the bigger risk is staying home and not trying. Yeah. But is it a bigger risk? <laughs> no. Or is it less risk and just it's keep us in our little comfortable? 100% or... less risk. Not saying right. that we shouldn't take that risk, but... Uh... It's zero unless, risk if we don't do it. Unless these people know something we don't about the, uh, right. the unless potential unless disasters. they're going out to kill the aliens or something. Or it's much bigger risk because they're going to kill us all. to get us all off of the Earth. Right. <laughs> uh, there's so much more risk by us not doing anything because the Earth's going to like explode in two years. Right. What? Uh, what I said was uh, we got to try. <laughs> what I said was literally nothing at all. 
Um, well, we'll wrap up on this. We're pushing uh, an hour and ten, hour fifteen. So we'll wrap up with uh, this comes from People.com, so People Magazine again. Uh, Kanye West voices his support for Donald Trump, explains uh, one of his favorite things about MAGA hat. I think uh, this, yeah, this is new. This is January second. So all I, the last I knew was just that um, he supported him again on Twitter. So we'll find out here. Uh, more than two months after Kanye West said that he was uh, distancing himself from politics, the rapper rang in the new year with a political tweet spree. On Tuesday, West reaffirmed his unwavering support for Donald Trump and began his series of tweets with a simple message of loyalty to President to the President. Quote, uh, Trump all day. That was just, that's all he put as the first one. He followed it up by tweeting three dragon emojis. <laughs> West uh, previously said that he and President Trump were, quote, both dragon energy. He is my brother and clarify to his followers, just so in 2019, you know where I stand. Uh, West continued his political rant with two more tweets. They will not program me, he wrote. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Blacks are 90% Democrats, he added. That sounded like, uh, quote, that sounds like control me, control to me. <clears throat> uh, the rapper kept the tweets going, sending messages of unity to his followers, including love everyone and free thought. He then wrote, We will change the world. God is on my side. I am a Christian. I am a taxpayer. I am myself. God is with us. At one point, West tweeted 2024, possibly hinting at the prospect of his own run for the White House, something he's floated in the past. He finally wrapped up his rant with three... With wrapped three... Up. What? He yeah. wrapped <laughs> up his rant. Yeah. He finally wrapped up his rant with three last tweets, making it clear yet again that he indeed that he intended on supporting Trump throughout his presidency. Quote, from now on, I'm performing uh, with my mother effing hat on, West wrote alongside three dragon emojis, referencing his Make America Great Again baseball cap, which he wears frequently. In his final tweet, West proudly wrote one of my favorite or one of my favorite of many things about what the Trump hat represents to me is that people can't tell me what to do because I'm black. The same thing as he said before. This is certainly not the first time that West has gone on a political rant about Trump. West called Trump my brother in a series of tweets in April. Yes, we, we know this. They're going to recap all the things that he did. Uh, go down to the bottom here. My wife just called me and she wanted me to make this clear to everyone, he wrote. I don't agree with everything Trump does. I don't agree 100% with anyone but myself. Who cares? So his wife said, dude, just just pump the brakes a little bit. Which, I, I don't... There's a part of me that's like, yay, but... I mean, you your opinion changes with the wind. Are you going to change it again right. as soon as, you know, uh, Jay-Z comes out and says, dude, what are you doing, bro? Or TMZ... It's like, hey, right. man, you're you're offending us. That you're supporting Trump, I, Or did he go off his meds again? Did he? Did, uh, did <laughs> I'm he start surprised they didn't them? take that route because that's what they pulled right. last time. But yeah, um, who cares? Uh, I mean, if you want to stick to it, I I will be like cool. And again, like I said before, not because I'm a Trump supporter necessarily. Um, I'm not 
a Trump supporter necessarily. I'm a supporter of ideas and not uh, people. But uh, I like Kanye West, and I especially like him if he is willing to go against the mind control that he is speaking about and uh, keep talking about it. But he almost literally said the exact same things as he said last time, almost verbatim. So it's hard to care that a much because it wasn't less anything like new. insanity, right? In its like tone, right? Not so much like. This motherfucking guy is the best, and I love him, and I'm going to hug him on camera, and right. blah, blah, blah. It's just, uh, he seems like he's, like you said, toning it back, pulling back a little bit, but mm-hmm. still saying the same things. Which would be great if he had just done this instead of completely backpedaling <laughs> yeah. and then doing this. Because then that'd be well, more now, believable. Yeah. It's just like, okay. Just like, okay, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Because he was just in your face, Trump. If he would have just backed down to this level, it'd been like, oh, okay, that's 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 um, respectable. Mm-hmm. He's not like completely flipping, changing his tone or changing his opinions. But instead, somewhere right in the middle of there, whether his Twitter got hacked or um, they He's they put in a, or I was gonna say they put in a double Yeezy. Um, <laughs> a Yeezy stunt double but mm-hmm. for whatever reason he said uh all that wasn't true i'm not i'm just not any of that and y'all need to shut up and then now it's back to yeah i'm gonna keep wearing my hat guys and screw y'all just all like, right fine just don't just care. pick something yeah. just pick something and, and if you're gonna come back out and say it you. say why why uh you're going back again to this and uh say something new say like this is what this is why I felt the need to pull back for a couple of months, and this is why I'm back. Like, don't just be cryptic Kanye West about it and expect people to give a crap this time because you're just – I mean, at some point, we're just going to start thinking uh, you're just going where the bread is. You're, you're, you, like, had people outraged, and you liked that for a second, and then you didn't like it because maybe numbers were a problem, and then you're like, hey, but, you know, bad press is better than no press, so let's get back out there. I don't know what the reason is, but if you want to come out and give a reason, um, I heard that, and I reported on this last week, that uh, he's supposed to be going on the Joe Rogan show soon, which I will definitely be listening to, and of course, Joe Rogan will be bringing this up. So, there's that, there's that, and I will be anxiously awaiting to see what, uh, what he pulls out of this. Craig, any final thoughts on anything that we've gone over today? Oh, 2019 is kicking off with a bang. I had some good stories for last week, but I don't know what you covered, so I just didn't bring them up. But there seemed to be some pretty um, eventful things happening, like the 2nd of January. It's just like, oh my gosh, this is just not halting. Even at the turn of the year, we thought it was just going to stop, and apparently we right. it didn't happen. But um, I am yeah. happy to see that there's... There really isn't that much. Like I was looking at the news, I'm like, nothing sounds that interesting this week. So this week, no. Last no news week is I good think, news, in my opinion. <laughs> last week, I think uh, in like five minutes, I pulled up like eight headlines. I'm mm. like, oh my gosh, there's just stuff to actually talk about. But we can bring it up in the uh, after party, and if we if I covered it last week, I'll just uh, yell at you for not being there, and okay. we'll go with that. Sounds good. Um, so yeah, it looks like there might be some change in politics which would be okay a lot of it or mm-hmm. some of it at least we didn't mention that they are talking obviously about impeaching the motherfucker literally verbatim that's what somebody huh. said i can't even think of who it was some woman sounds was like yeah, we're gonna impeach the motherfucker um so people are outraged about that 
But um, just like Bill then, Clinton got impeached, right? And it's great to see the Kardashians back in the limelight. That's always, right. always great. Always. Um, because they were being, they were actually being overshadowed by Kanye West, and they couldn't let that happen. So, yeah. um, I'm glad uh, the Jenners came out with their big family secrets of pimples. Yeah, and, I just imagine she like came out uh, uh, for this video, and she had like a veil over her face. And then she just like lifts it back and goes, look how hideous I am, but I will be saved by whatever it's, whatever it's called. I don't remember. Claire, proactive. Proactive. I was going to say Prozac, but, uh, yes, she, that's what she needed. <laughs> Sounds more like it. If your acne is that big of a deal, then you probably need Prozac more than you need proactive. But, right. um, anyway, uh, that, that's going to be it for this week, guys. Thanks for tuning in. And we're going to jump over and do a little bit of bonus for all y'all Downers Club members. Um, if you're not familiar, we do, we continue this party, cover a couple more stories and things can sometimes get a little more wild and crazy and more offensive over behind the wall for the Downers. Um, and, uh, we, we also give like, you know, behind the scenes looks at things that are going on in the show, things that are going on in our lives and stuff like that. So if you want that, you can go over to patreon.com forward slash the system is down and sign up for the Downers Club for as little as a cup of coffee that is $5 per month and you will get weekly multiple bonus episodes of audio and video content including uh the extended interview that for this la- this week's monday episode where i talked to avi loeb a uh, harvard professor of science i picked his brain about things like flat earth climate change and the moon landing uh so that's a good little nugget and hopefully that intrigues you as much as it intrigued me thank you vodka for giving me the courage to ask a harvard science professor about flat earth but uh, go, go check that out at patreon.com forward slash the system is down. Be sure to call in before next week and we'll get you and your pretty voice on the air. 309-716-3818. And we will see you all next time. Until then, have fun, be bad, question everything, stay uncomfortable, all the taglines. Goodbye. I don't, I don't get anything there. Uh, if you want to go ahead and give it a little tagline, you're welcome to. Stay saucy. So here's my pledge to you. I will be a commander-in-chief that will have the back of the military. I won't trash talk. I won't be a divider-in-chief or an agitator-in-chief. I won't be out there blowharding, talking a big, big game without backing it up. I think the next president needs to be a lot quieter, but send a signal that we're prepared to act in the national security interests of this country to get back in the business of creating a more peaceful world. Please clap.